This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, what is up? Nothing. Uh, I don't know. Uh, work and then nothing. And then- I don't know. I heard you watched uh, some of The Last of Us. Okay, I'm on episode one. I have a lot. Episode, I'm on episode one, so you haven't started. Yeah, I'm on episode <laughs> one. Like, watched episode one. and I Oh, you watched episode Yeah, one. just okay. one episode. Okay. Just one episode. Um, everyone keeps telling me that episode three is really going to be emotional. So, I'm just yeah. we're just taking it day by well, day. Episode one's pretty emotional. I mean, it's, it's okay. It's just, I'm just like, I don't know what's going on right now. Um, but at the same time, it's just cause Twitter, everyone was talking about it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this show a chance right now because I feel like we're finally in TV watching mode. I really get into it from February to the summertime. You want to find that good show on Hulu, HBO max. And I'm like, you know, what? we'll give this, we'll give this a try. The other times there's too much going on during, during football season. That sounds really sad that I don't watch TV during football season, but that's pretty I still, much. I still managed to watch some, um, but I love the last of us, but I played the, uh, it's, from, it's based on a video game. Yeah. That's I, what I'm hearing. I played that. And so I'm never lost in the show. Although I will say episode three just threw me for a loop though. Cause it's not in the game. It's, it's an, it's like its own thing. And it's, it's great. I loved yeah. it. I, I really like the show though, but I can understand how somebody could be a little bit lost. <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm beginning it. I'm beginning it. So why is George Bush the president? <laughs> it's going to take me. It's going to take me. I have, we'll probably get to episode three by the weekend. So I will okay. have a full recap. Um, and you never know. If there's not a whole lot of Bengals news going on. I might have to talk about it just a little bit. Uh, but right now there is Bengals news. We are so pumped about this news. And we've talked about it plenty. I think pretty much the whole entire regular season. Leading up to the off season, To where we're at now. The episode on Monday that Lou Anarumo was going to interview for the Cardinals. It was 50-50. It was going to be him or they were going to go Gannon. And after they waited after that second interview via Zoom with Lou Anarumo, and you never heard the Eagles defensive coordinator as someone that they were eyeing big time. I think some of the insiders started to put out some information over the last few days prior to that interview, and it kind of felt like, okay, all right, well, maybe there is another guy outside of Mike Kafka. And the longer it went on Monday, and then you get into early Tuesday, I thought, okay, if this guy's still in town, I'll be surprised if he leaves without a deal. And Luana Rumo's coming back to Cincinnati. Pumped for the Bengals. Kind of sad for him because he's 57, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Um, 
look, I, I think he should have gotten the job, but I have been saying the entire year that it's really an uphill battle for him. Um, and Callahan a little bit too, although Callahan isn't as looked down upon because he is the young offensive mind. He just doesn't call plays with Luana Rumo. He's just, he's older and defensive and what the NFL wants is the exact opposite young offense. They want those brains in there as their head coach. And the Cardinals are one of the teams that look like they actually want a defensive mind. And they end up going with one. Um, Kafka made it that far, but uh, a lot of the guys that interviewed Brian Flores was a candidate for the head coaching gig. I felt like they were actually valuing that after the Cliff Kingsbury experiment. Like, yeah, we did the young offensive mind. Let's, let's get a defensive guy in here. I don't know. Like, I think it kind of stinks for him because how many more shots does he have realistically? Um, pretty soon the Bengals are just going to be shedding talent on the defensive side of the ball because they're going to be paying a lot of offensive guys. Maybe the draft picks work or whatever they do on that side of the ball. Maybe they can keep it going. Maybe that's how Luanne gets a big gig is he shows that he can make this work even with even less talent. Although I think he's showing he can make it work with less talent than some of the guys that have gotten these jobs like the Eagles defensive coordinator. Just saying, give, let's just give Louie and the Javon Hargrave and all these guys. Let's see, let's see how that goes. I think it might go well. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. He, he had to work his, he had a really interesting history because he started coaching, I think it was after an injury in college, and he went back to his high school, and he starts coaching there, and he just works his way up. He works from high school to the low, like, D3 college in New York, and then he's coaching at the Navy. He coached at Harvard. He finally gets a defensive coordinator position in a Power 5 school at Purdue, um, then works his way to defensive back coach in Miami. And then finally, he's a defensive coordinator for the Bengals. It took him till he was in his 50s to get there, though, because he worked his way up from nothing, pretty much. Whenever you look at a coach, a lot of times you'll see that both the, they have a parent or both parents' names are blue on Wikipedia. That's not true for Lou Anarumo. Um, you know, Sean McVay, his dad was in the ownership of the 49ers, I believe. Like, it, I don't know. A lot, a lot of these guys, it makes sense how easily they are in the NFL, how they got there when you look at parents or whatever type of relationships. And Lou Anarumo didn't really have that, so he's had to create everything from nothing. So by the time he's finally able to become a defensive coordinator, he's well into his 50s. And it reminds me of both uh, Dean Pease and Vic Fangio, who are both Ohio – or. Uh, Pease is an Ohio guy and Fangio is a Pennsylvania guy and they started coaching at high school and they worked their way all the way up. Dean Pease never became a head coach despite being defensive coordinator for those championship Patriots teams. And Vic Fangio, he only got to become a head coach after he did it twice. He was the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator when they made the Super Bowl and nobody hired him. And then he went and did it again in Chicago, didn't take him to the Super Bowl, had the best defense in the league and showed everybody how to stop Sean McVay. And then he finally got a shot at 61 years old. I don't know. It just reminds me of these guys and it kind of stinks. And every year that it goes longer, it becomes a little bit more likely he's more Dean Pease than he is Vic Fangio. And that just sucks because I think Lou Anna really wants to be a head coach. So I think he should get this opportunity. But the NFL just doesn't really want his type of 
mind is his older defensive mind even though he's innovative he's not like an old i'm still calling things how i called them in 2005 he's got one of the most innovative and multiple defenses out there i don't know that's my rant about this whole thing i think it kind of stinks that because he didn't have an nfl connection growing up he kind of gets looked down upon because he's older by the time he's able to be a defensive coordinator yeah, I agree with you. Um, knowing that decision was more than likely going to be made on Tuesday, I kind of felt like, look, you have to think of Lou as a human. Everything that he's done in Cincinnati, yeah. I remember the first year he was here, everybody wanted to run him out of town. And Lou was playing with a bunch of backup backups with that defense in 2019, his first year here. And he was like the seventh or eighth choice to be the defensive coordinator. And what he has been able to do, and I know, you know, I, I joked with you on, on Monday's podcast, is that a lot of the Eagles fans, they they want the hire to happen for Gannon. They want him out I know. of town. They and didn't care. No, they were like, that's Super Bowl. No, 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 no. We saw what happened. There was a lot of comparisons. What Lou and Arumo was able to do with less talent on the defensive side and what Gannon was able to do with his defense in Philly. And I four, agree. Four different times to the Chiefs, by the way, not just, you know, yeah. not just a one-off thing. Four times he slowed them down. He is probably the only coach that has consistently slowed down Andy Reid and this Chiefs offense, especially in the playoffs. I mean, that can't go underlooked. He also, he shut down the Bills he yeah. slowed down the Rams in the Super Bowl. Like the guy when it matters is like, yeah, you guess you could point to like the Mike White game and things like that to just show up once in a while. But over the past two years, I don't know if there's anybody with as complete of a resume uh, when you combine the two. Like, yeah, that, the one that does or the two guys that do, D'Amico Ryan's first head coach named <laughs> for, for the Texans, six-year contract. The other guy, Dan Quinn, he doesn't care about being a head coach. He keeps telling people no. <laughs> so, like, the two guys that can compare because of what they've done the past two years combined, they both have their opportunities, but he doesn't have his <clears> – because he'd be a first-time, older, defensive-minded head coach. I just – I don't think it's right. That's what Pete Carroll was. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, and I was very I selfish. I've said it so many times this offseason and, and even during regular season because I thought for sure the Bengals would lose one coordinator. It is insane to think about. They're going to go into year five with the same staff, pretty much the whole entire same staff. Um, I, well, of course, the offensive line coaches look a little different for, for the better uh, than what Zach Taylor picked out the first time around. But, hey, let's stuck with instead of taking Bill Callahan, he said no. Oh. We've got our guy, 
And then they that, fired him the next year. <laughs> that hurts. We did not need to remember that Bill Callahan was going to be here as the offensive line coach. That would have been amazing uh, to have him here, but unfortunately that didn't happen. But at the same time, I agree with Lou. It's such a, uh, I think a lot of Bengals fans were like, okay, we're bummed that the offseason is here, but this is a huge move because Lou Anarumo is coming back. And I, and I do think it's a big deal when you think about this defense. Look, they're going to lose some of the free agents. You look at the defensive side, Jermaine Pratt, Jesse Bates, just to name a few to be determined on what they do in the safety position if they find out um, that they can make a deal with, with Von Bell. And I think that's one of their biggest free agents of their own on the defensive side. But you need Lou Anarumo here because he gets the best out of this group. And I think of Dax Hill in his first full season and why that's going to be super important to have have Lou on the other side. And Lou actually even said um, earlier this year when, when kind of asked about the cycle and um, what that's going to look like early in the off season. And he said, uh, you know, I told my wife, hang around Joe Burrow for another year. Uh, that That isn't a bad thing and stay in Cincinnati. And it was on social media. Um, I actually remember going to the Titans game and Zach Taylor's always there to greet the players when they come off the field. But Lou Anaruma was the last one to leave the field and he was waiting for Joe Burrow to get done with his interview. You see him at home games. You see him during the Patriots game that uh, one of the NFL Network reporters tweeted that, you know, Lou's waiting for Joe. And I just I like the connection of this team. And I think, you know, you don't see that all the time with the defensive coordinator uh, just over there by the quarterback and just kind of the relationship that this team has. And I think it's huge behind the scenes. We've heard plenty of times that they say, you know, this is the most connected team that I've ever been around. And I felt like I heard it more this past season than I've ever before, even with, you know, Zach Taylor in his early years in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, every time he goes on something, I feel like he ends up talking about Joe Burrow and, uh, it's it's a very respectful relationship. They are also obviously very competitive. Um, maybe not in season practices, but definitely in like preseason, off season type things. It seems like Lou will throw some stuff at him, and Joe Burrow will get him sometimes. And I don't know, just a fun back and forth. It, it does seem like they both have a lot of respect for each other, um, which obviously, I mean, they're on the same team, but you know. The, it seems like they really like each other, uh, which is cool. I, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I think Brian Callahan eventually gets his shot because he's a young offensive mind. And even though he's not calling plays, I do think he's the most likely. I just, I just worry a little bit. I, I know Luan Rumo has done such a good job despite the injuries. I just think at some point the talent level is going to drop off even more. And then when you are the 12th best defense instead of in the top 10, are people looking, uh, even though you're out, per, you're out punching your weight class, so to speak. But you know, maybe you have the twentieth best by talent on paper, but you've got them up at the twelfth best. You're clearly a great defensive coordinator, but you're a defensive coordinator, so teams are going to want like the best of the best. And how do you measure that? Probably by like the top three in points allowed, and maybe they can't reach that. So, I. I worry a little bit about his ability to get a defensive or a head coaching gig um, if he doesn't get it soon because he'll, he's just getting older and eventually the talent on the defensive side and the continuity is going to get worse. The good news for Lil, he does get another shot in regular season versus Patrick Mahomes so he can show the world again. Maybe week one. Do you think that'll be Thursday night opener? Yeah. I don't. I I know a lot of people think that's the Thursday night game. I actually think it's either the Eagles, they make it the Eagles and the Chiefs. And I know it's kind of crazy to play it right after the Super Bowl and then make them the week one uh, Thursday night matchup. 
or it's the Bills and Kansas City. I think you think the Bills could be the NFL opener two years in a row. Has that ever happened? I don't know if it's ever happened, but it would be on the road. I don't want anything to do with a ring ceremony. Get me out of Arrowhead for a ring ceremony. I don't want anything to do with that. I want my, I, they're going to have to go to Arrowhead eventually. What I think happens is, again, the behind the scenes of how the TV networks, all of that stuff, just not familiar with what's going on behind the scenes when it comes to securing the games. But I think CBS is allowed to secure certain games and that this game will still be a late December, the maybe the last January the first weekend of January game, like they've done the last couple of years, that last game was in December. So I think it's going to be the Tony Romo, Jim Nance game. Um, like it always is. And it's going to be more of a late season kind of playoff seeding, what that's all going to look like for Kansas city and Cincinnati. Look, this is a must-see matchup. The TV ratings are insane when these two teams play. Of course, it's Thursday night football, the regular season to open open NFL 2023. A lot of people are going to be watching that one. I don't think it's going to be Cincinnati. I think it could. I don't know. It makes a lot of sense to me. It uh, when makes I'm all the sense. It makes yeah. all the sense. I just, for some reason, I kind of just feel like they're like, look, you'll get a good matchup for Thursday night football. Maybe we have the bills and, and the chiefs, or maybe it's a whole, maybe it's one of it's the chargers and the chiefs and Cincinnati gets put in with Kansas city for that prime time CVS window that is locked by the network. But will I be yeah, surprised when I they just, also want to lock in KC Buffalo? I, I CBS probably has that one too. I don't know. But when I'm looking at it, I think I think it's definitely possible. I think it's definitely possible. To me, it's the most exciting because Andy Reid, probably the GOAT with um, time to prepare. He's going against the one guy that could slow him down. So I think that'd be very exciting. Yeah, the ring ceremony thing, uh, whatever. But to, I know, me, I know. This, I, I think it'd be cool. I think it, it is the rivalry to watch in the AFC. Yes. When you look across, like they, not too much love lost between those two. <laughs> uh, it seems like they are a little heated at each other. Uh, so you could play that up. You could play up that the Bengals have had their number, but this is the NFL champs. Like this has been, they've all been great games. I don't know. I could see it. I could also see Buffalo or Philly. I think those are the three we're looking at. Yeah. If you go with like Miami or something, I feel like it's a little bit of like, why, why'd you choose that one? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it, which is I, fine. I think it'd be a fun game, but it's just like you had these other options. Why did you go? Why did you go with one of those? Yeah, I, well, you know, it's just gonna be it's gonna be great. I love that they play Kansas City again in regular season, even though the most important one is one in the postseason. And I feel like you know these are two teams that are gonna see each other again in January. But I agree with you. I think Kansas City. If you look at their division, it almost feels like they don't really have big time rivals in the AFC West because they just dominate it and win it every year. And Cincinnati's it's very one it's a very one way rivalry, I think. I think it's those teams all hate Kansas City yeah. with a burning passion and Kansas City just kind of goes like we beat you again. Yeah, no, but with Cincinnati, I feel like it's a challenge. And I think that I can agree that the players, I don't think the players you know, have too much love for each other. I think they respect each other, but when it comes to uh, the competition of, of, you know, Cincinnati's going to remember the AFC championship game and going into regular season and maybe that Thursday night game would be good for Cincinnati, but um, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, think, maybe I think it's just going to be a late December game, but we'll see. We'll see what it happens. has been like two times in a row now. So that's why I'm thinking maybe it changes, but also maybe it's the same. I don't know anything. I just maybe. think, 
Now I'm ready oh, for no. football. Now I'm ready for football. And we're sitting here in February. When's the schedule come out? April mm, or May. April, May. Yeah, that's a while away. A long time. We need free agency. Uh, but next we'll get to the mailbag questions on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.